Welcome to College Street Victory Church. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. Now you can turn to at least one good-looking lady in the house is full of them and wish them a happy Mother's Day. Any woman in the house, let's honor the ladies, and then you may be seated. Happy Mother's Day. Wow, praise the Lord. You know, every time we gather, we come together, you know, I look out and see such good-looking people, and just so you know, those smiles look really good on you. You know, I understand sometimes we don't always feel it, but thank God we're not what we feel or who he says we are. And we have been set free for where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Say freedom, freedom. There's freedom in the house of the Lord. There's freedom in this house where you go, God goes. And uh, now we're going into part two of our series, Bloom. You know, we just sense that the Lord is calling us to another level of excellence. He's been maturing us. He's been growing us. He's been shaping us. And he's about to prune some of us. (laughs) Some of us already been being pruned. Some of us have certain things that we could cut out and that we could uh, do without in our life. And uh, today's message, I think I entitled Cut It Out Whenever. I'm not sure. I just looked at the back screen. I got so many. There it is. Cut off. Cut off. The men got cut it out. You get cut off. Okay. No, I'm kidding. You're still in this. You're part of this together. But if there's anything in your life that you would like to do away with or that you could cut out, can you just think of at least one thing you could cut out right now that's maybe not beneficial to you? Okay. Good stuff. Have you ever had too much of something and then someone told you, hey, yo, you're cut off? <laughs> you know, usually when they say that, that's not a, that's not a good thing, <laughs> depending on what context it's used. But what, what if someone told you that you're cut off of a good thing? Think about it. You know, James 1.17 says, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights who does not change like the shifting sa- shadows. Everything good comes from God, but how many of you know that you're not called to every good thing? Are you with me today? Okay. But we also know that God gives us gifts for seasons and asks us to be faithful and to reproduce with what he's given. You know, one day we'll all stand before God and he's going to say, what did you do with what I gave you? And more important than, than programs is people. People are the most important thing to Jesus. He gave his life up for us. It's always been about people. He taught his disciples, let me teach you not just to be fishermen, but fishers of men, right? Because the fish were always for the men. What God has for you is also for someone else. Your healing, your breakthrough, your business. God wants to bless you beyond blessing so much that you can't contain it. Why? So he can get the glory for his glory, not our own. And the seasons come when, when he asks us after, you know, he's even given us good things that we've been faithful for to start making room. And he asks us to let go and let God, <laughs> right? What more could, could God have in store for you if you knew what to do, what to let go of, what to cut off, where to trim so that you could receive more from him? Well, good news. I believe by the end of this teaching that you're going to know what to do. The Lord is going to speak to you. I said to the men uh, this morning, I, I, I just went to the barber. You probably can't tell, but uh, I trimmed my beard. 
And anytime I sit down in the barber's chair, you know, if I'm going to get a trim, it's less than if I get a cut. Huh? Right? It costs me less when I get a trim. Yeah, now you just figure that out, save somebody some money. I want a trim. <laughs> well, you're trimming a lot off. It seems like a cut. No, I asked for a trim. But while I was sitting in the, while I was sitting in the chair, and you got to understand, for me, it's the closest thing I get to the spa. And I sit back there, and he's doing what he's doing. My eyes are closed. That's trust, by the way. And I'm sitting in there, and then all of a sudden, I feel pain. You see, because he's plucking my white hairs in my beard. <laughs> And I didn't ask him to do this. I didn't ask him to take away what wisdom I had. So this is all you get today. If anything good comes out of me, it's out of God's word today. But as I'm sitting there and I'm thinking about that, sometimes the things that we're attached to, sometimes the things we even like, God wants us to let go. Right? And when I did come home, my wife said, I did look better. I said, did you notice he pulled out all my wisdom, all the white hairs in my beard? And and she said, I noticed it looks good. So sometimes it's sometimes we need a shift in our perspective, right? We need somebody else, another godly person to look at us and say, hey, you're looking good. Well, I felt like I lost some weight, but no, you're looking good. Sometimes the things that, that we're attached to, we'll feel pain when God removes in our life, but it's for the better. It's for the better so we can grow and so we can go. If you, if you receive that, if you receive, not what a pastor's saying today, but what his word says, that all things work together for good for those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose, that his plans and purposes are to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. Don't lean into what I say, lean into what he says. Then maybe the next time you go get a cut or you get a trim, you'll see it from a different perspective. You'll see that he's got what's best for you if you look to him, if you remain in him, if you stay attached to the vine. So I want to start in in, in verse uh, two there, well, the first two verses, when Jesus said, I am, those two most powerful words in the world, I am the true vine. So that means there's other vines that aren't true that you could be attached to, that could be your source, that you could be branching off of. But he says, I am the true vine. Okay, And my father's the gardener who cuts off every branch in me that does not bear fruit. Well, every branch that does bear fruit, guess what? You get a trim too. He prunes, it says. He prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. I challenge the men this morning that sometimes God has given us so much stuff, it causes us to be stressed because we sit on these things. We store up treasures on earth. Some of us even pay more money so we can get more storage so we can sit on things and not even use them. And he says, well, I'm telling you guys, make room. You don't think that I have more for you? But sometimes the things that we hold on to and attach ourselves to can be at times embarrassing. As men, we're pretty open with each other when we get together and we share. But I, 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 I gave them this picture. I says, it's kind of like your garage. Now, I know some of you, like Rick, have an immaculate garage. All right? And he'd say, no, I don't. Not to his standards. But sometimes, you know, we got stuff in our garage and we don't want to open it up because we don't want the neighbors to see it. Even though you got so many blessings, you can't contain it. <laughs> Come on. So what if, just what if, God wants to bless you so you can bless others? Not to get just get rid of your trash, but get rid of some of your treasure. Because the life of the generous gets larger and larger, and you reap what you sow. Are you now willing to let go? 
like my rhymes this morning. <laughs> Somebody put a beat to it. Pastor Rudy, you can use that. The first point I want to talk about is the release. Say release. Release. Time for a trim. Uh, <laughs> I remember when I was a teenager and, I, and uh, Oliver caught me saying this and Oliver's my son that has the long hair right now. But I remember when I was Oliver's age and I had long hair and it was straight. I did. It was beautiful. And uh, <laughs> those times are gone. <laughs> so I've been humbled by the Lord. <laughs> but I, I remember when I was a teenager and I wanted to grow out my hair and I even, I even quoted God's word to try to get what I wanted. I said to my parents, well, you know, Samson was told by his parents not to cut his hair. And if you cut his, if they cut his hair, he would lose his strength. What's going to happen to me? <laughs> and that should be a point for you too, to not take God's word out of context, right? The enemy will try to do that with people all the time. We'll try to use it to get what we want, what we want to do. But he says, hey, 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 I'm the vine. My father's the gardener. You don't always get to pick what you want to cut off in your life and what you want to prune. Right? Isn't that true? Oh, good thing he's holding the scissors. <laughs> right? Obviously, you know, the whole, the whole thing about losing my strength wasn't, wasn't true because the more I lost, the more strength I got. The more God, I might have lost it up here, but God gave me the ability to grow it down here. It took me till I was 30 years old and I could grow a beard. <laughs> You probably don't want to see me without one because I look like a little child. <laughs> no, Maybe take me serious. But anyway, the Lord taketh and the Lord giveth. I just want to encourage you. And it's okay to laugh in the Lord's presence. It's okay to know that the joy of the Lord is your strength. Come on. You can face things if you have faith. You can laugh at the enemy. You can go on. You can let it roll off your back. And you can stand on the word of God today. Okay? Lord, but the Lord is like a spiritual barber. We fight him at times to let go of what we feel we need. Our self-image, false security, even superficial things. And he knows what we need. It says that your father, it says in Matthew 6, 8, it says your father actually knows what you need before you ask him. There's times when I honestly, I don't want to let go of certain things, especially when it's something I like. I don't mind letting go of what's not working or what I'd rather not do. But there's a but. What always comes after your but? When, I, when I'm asked to, to give, give up or be cut off, <laughs> hey, Oh, don't be offended. There's no spirit of offense in this house. Come on, mm -mm, get out of here. Return to sender. But when I'm asked to give up or, or cut off what I like, the natural tendency for me is to resist. It's to fight. It is, is it not? Uh, mm, I like that thing. But I have something bigger for you. Something better, if you are willing. If you trust in me with all your heart, if you lean not on your own understanding, you know, I, I got a plan. I'll, I'll direct your path. I'll make it straight. I got a plan. Say, so he's got a plan. And he's planted me. Say that. He's planted me. Part of the plan is where you're planted. We talked about last week having good soil. We need to be in good soil if our roots are to go deep. 
When we receive the word, it's like receiving the seed. We want it to go deep. We can't just be uprooting from this relationship to that relationship, from here to there. You know, the Lord gave us a word last year. It was stability will release my ability. Stability, oh, it's still for you. It's still relevant today. Stability will release God's ability. What are we stable on? There's only one thing we can stand on that is the rock. Everything else is sand. What are we building it on? What are we rooted in? And once we begin to grow and once we begin to produce fruit, we need to be willing, and this is the hard part, to be pruned. And I believe that uh, pride is one of those things that gets in the way from us being pruned, right? So what does God want to cut out that you could do without? Write it down. I hope you're taking notes. There was a QR code that probably showed up on the screen. Uh, Media team, can you throw it up again? Scan that. My notes are in that. But most importantly, the scripture is there. Get into God's word. Go deeper. Say to someone, go deep. Go deep. We're not here to just play church. It is a time of self-reflection. It's a time to see Jesus. It's a time to see that even in the mess, he's got a message. Even in pain, he's got purpose for you. Even in a test, he's got a testimony that he wants to deliver through you. So write it down. Write down. Is it pride? Is it anxiety? Is it self-doubt? Is it anger? Hi, bud. But what does God want to trim? What does God want to trim that would bring you even closer to him, closer to your calling? What does he want to remove? Because it says he, he trims even the good, good branches so he can produce more fruit. Right, Natasha? Yeah. <laughs> if I see you, I might call you out. Yeah, it's for all of us. God wants to do more. He wants to bless you more. He loves you. Like, he loves you so much, we don't even comprehend the love that our Heavenly Father has for us. That will never change no matter what we do, where we go. His love never fails. Verse 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, there it is, you can do nothing. Nothing. This morning service, I... I said, sometimes I'm, I feel like I'm doing a lot, but I'm not getting a lot done. And, I, and we know that busyness does not equal productiveness. How come sometimes we're like, man, you're, you're doing it. You know, you're going to work, you're making bank. You know, you might have the stuff, but some way, somewhere along the way, you feel like you don't just have the stuff. The stuff has you, right? And you're like, why do I feel so discouraged? We call it the four deadly D's we can all slip into. This is not in your notes. But the first one is we become distracted. It's easy to get distracted. Just ask my wife how often I get distracted. Thank God for his grace. Thank God I can realign. Thank God for awareness. It's the first step in transformation. But we get distracted. It's attention to manage. I wish I could tell you, here, here's one thing you can do. You'll never be distracted again. Not going to work. It'll always be attention to manage. There's problems to solve. There's tension to manage. And distraction is going to come your way. But thank God we can just realign. We can come back to him. But if we get distracted, we'll slip into the next D. If we don't do something about it, we become discouraged. That's usually the next sign. You feel discouraged. You're still getting stuff done, but you're discouraged. Why am I discouraged? You probably just need a little alignment. You're just slightly off. But if you continue on your way instead of God's way, you're going to slip into the next D and you're going to become divided 
And this is a great time to bring it up because there's a lot of relationships here in the house and we know church is messy, but God's got something more for you in your relationship right now. And he wants to bring you back to unity, a place of love and unity. A lot of times we become divided. She does her thing, I do my thing. And if you're not careful, you might just become good roommates. But God didn't mean it for that to be that way. He said, Lord, make them one as we are one. Make them one. We need to come together under a common mission, a common vision. Yes, we all have different gifts and abilities and talents that the Lord has given us that we can use for his kingdom. But we got to come back to, to oneness. But if we're not careful, we'll slip into the next deadly deed. We won't just become divided, we'll disengage. We disengage from God, we disengage from uh, those that we love, we disengage from our family, our church. But the beauty of it all is that his mercies are made new every morning and great is his faithfulness. Today is his day, this is the day the Lord has made. We rejoice and we're glad in it and we come back to him and he runs to us. The beautiful message, it's the truth, it's God's word. And then my second point is to remain because my position I've learned is greater than my preference. My position where, where God, who God says I am, where God has placed me is more greater than what I might prefer because his ways are not my ways. His thoughts are not my thoughts. Thank God they're higher. Someone say they're higher. Isaiah 55, they're higher. So what are you attached to? How much are you attached to your job, your position, your income, or even the things that you own? Hear me out. I'm not saying go quit your job tomorrow, okay? <laughs> Sometimes I feel I got to give those disclaimers. Sometimes, you know, we think, well, I just got to change my position. Pastor said, <laughs> well, hang on a minute. I believe if you serve the Lord your God with all your heart in whatever position you're in right now, your calling will find you. You don't need to find your calling. Your calling will find you. And then he'll open doors that no man can shut. Come on, close doors that no man can open. <laughs> what I am challenging you is this, is what you hold on to as your source. What do you hold on to as your safety, your security? Because we could either find ourselves attached or we can find ourselves apart. First, I must see my position on that tree. <laughs> My position has a lot to do with where I'm planted and where I am pruned, <laughs> but also has to do with my pride. Eventually, when you become successful, you start to see that fruit in your life and you start to forget your source. Someone say, not I, <laughs> mm -mm, not in this house, but you might forget your true vine. You, and, and, and greed will, will tell you, greed will tell you it's all mine. It's mine. <laughs> right? I did this. Mm. You think because, you know, you, you have some leaves that you can just fly away, go wherever you want, leave, pun intended, right? Sorry, I'm full of it. I'm full of puns today. <laughs> and we all want to branch out. We all want to expand our reach. We do. We want to make a difference. We want to be part of something that is greater than, greater than just ourselves. And God gives us opportunities to do that. But we mustn't forget our position and why we produce in the first place. It's our root system. It's the divine vine 
that feeds our fruitfulness, allows us to grow and release seeds so that others can bloom. But if we resist, if we fail to remain, you won't sustain, you, you won't sustain your strength, your safety, your security. All of that is found in your Savior. He says, I am the true vine. There are things that we personally prefer, but again, God knows what's best. And the reference to that is Isaiah 55, eight to nine, right? He knows what's best. Someone say he knows what's best. His ways are higher, his thoughts are higher. He knows what's best. God promises that if we remain in him, we will bear much fruit. He also makes it known to us that our position, if our position isn't with him, we will perish. If you don't remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown in, thrown away and it withers, uh, withers and such branches are picked up, they're thrown into the fire and they're burned. I gave you this cute illustration this morning. I brought out a skill saw and it takes skill to use it, by the way. <laughs> Just because it's got a label on and a name on it doesn't mean that you, you've got the hands to use it, okay? Just saying. It takes skill to use a skill saw. My father taught me at a young age to do a cut list. In a cut list, you know, it's got all the materials that you're going to need to use to, in order to build. And, 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 and hopefully, if you're like me, my father taught me that also that I could get the best yield out of the wood. Because wood's really expensive, by the way. I've noticed that lately. But you want to get the most out of it, don't you? But then when I, when, I, when I do my cut list, and I'm always left over with material, good material, usable material, but not usable for the project that I had planned. And so... Like a good thrifty person, I put those pieces away for a later day. I'm like, well, I can build a birdhouse out of that or something. <laughs> Little platter's pot, you know. Well, good things. I had great intention. But they, over time, the scraps start to pile up. And you know what eventually I do with them? Eventually, they all just end up getting burned. They get fuel for the fire. But if I'm not careful and I try to hoard all these things, treasures on earth, and even things as simple and silly as wood, <laughs> wouldn't God like to do more in my life if I just got rid of some of my own woods? <laughs> I would do this. If you do that, oh, where are we going now? But we, you know what I'm saying? Like we, we just need to release. We need to let go and let, let God, or maybe they're, Maybe your neighbor down the road would like to build a, 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 a birdhouse. But don't just give other people your scraps. Come on. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Give them your best. Our kids, every year around Christmas time, we get them to gather up their toys because they're so blessed. And I say, okay, look, we got a clean house. You know the word prune in the Greek actually means to clean? Yeah. The Lord wants to clean house. Someone said Amen. <laughs> You know, but I, we tell our kids to get all your toys together, you know, so there's other kids out there that would love to use those toys. Let's make some room because mom and dad, your father and your mother, they want to bless you with more. 
And then so they, you know, reluctantly do. But then we ask something specific of them. I want you to get one of your best toys, your favorite toys. And I want you to bless a little boy or little girl that's out there with your best. Because God doesn't just want you to give away your scraps. He wants you to give away your best. Because Matthew 25 says, just as you do to the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you do unto me. And you reap what you sow. So give your best. Is this preaching today? Okay, praise God. Verse 7, Rick's favorite verse in that chapter, right? Verse 7, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever, someone say whatever, whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourself to be my disciples. Third point, reproduce. We get to give. We don't just give to get, we get to give. We don't work for a living. We live to make a given. Come on. Yeah, we're blessed to be a blessing. The life of the generous gets larger and larger. Proverbs 11, 24 to 25. But I, wanna, I want you to see that there's a process to the promise. It says, if we remain in a relationship with Jesus, we know our position is attached to him according to his will. If he's the true vine and he's feeding us, we're going to have a better understanding of his will than our wants. So the things we ask for then will be according to his will because we're attached to him. But apart from him, we can do nothing. Don't take the scripture out of context and try to get, well, I'm supposed to have everything. But he says, if you remain in me and my words, you're going to know his will. Right? Whoa. I just feel, I feel like... Some, somebody got hit hard. It's kind of like, a, I know I'm not promoting guns or anything, but I have some. I like them. <laughs> but uh, again, if you don't know the purpose of something, you'll abuse it. But my grandfather taught me, he taught me hunter safety, and you can't just pick up any kind of ammunition and stick it into any gun. And we do that with scripture sometimes, don't we? It's like trying to pick up shotgun shells and, 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 and put it into a 308. It won't fit. And sometimes the scary thing is sometimes you get bullets that will fit in the gun, but you don't want to shoot that gun because it's going to end bad for you. Know the word of God, but know God's will. Right? His plan is to prosper you, not to harm you. Yes, know it all. Even Jesus himself was tempted in the wilderness for 40 days and the enemy used what? The devil tried to use scripture out of context. I'm telling you, those bullets are powerful if you know the purpose of it. And I need my ammo. I need my spiritual ammo. I need the word of God because I need, I find I need the ammo now more than ever because the enemy always wants to attack right before the harvest. He wants you to bail out before your breakthrough, but say, no, I will not bail out before my breakthrough. Not even the gates of hell will prevail. If I'm standing on the word, if I'm building it on his way. And yes, his kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If you're ever unsure, look at heaven. There's no sickness, there's no disease, there's no pain, there's no suffering. You're made whole, you're made complete. Don't let the enemy twist God's truth. Don't let him twist it. Otherwise, you're going to get caught up you're going to get caught up in the things that, that we learned last week. You're going to get, and not you, but 
He wants to choke out that seed. He wants to choke out that plant. And specifically, it says, the worries of this world and the deceitfulness of wealth will choke it out. It'll choke out your calling if you let it. But now I just I just gave you guys some real good, uh, what's it called, the stuff you use on weeds? Huh? Fertilizer, yeah. <laughs> Fertilizer. The stuff that kills the weeds. <laughs> Go talk to the gardeners. <laughs> That's a good point right there. God has put spiritual leaders in the house of the Lord, people that are 15 years ahead of you, people that have gone before you, people that have dealt with weeds, listen to them. Listen to them. You don't have to go out, reinvent the wheel and have to go through all the hard things to figure it out. Go to other people that God has placed in your life. And remember, always go to those never complain down, always complain up. Right? I'm not saying we're going to go through life and say there's no weeds, there's no weeds. No, we're going to learn to deal with the weeds, but we deal with it with God's word. What does his word say? We trust our heavenly father knows what's best for us. He knows what to prune so that we can continue to reproduce. The scripture is clear before we can realign what way to go. We must remain with his words. His words guide my way. Psalm 119, 105, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. That's why I said, if you're not sure what that next step's going to be, where to go, and you've been stumbling over things, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever has me will not walk in darkness. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. We need to repeat. We need to recite God's words if we wish to reproduce. We can't just be hearers of the word. We must be doers of the word. So let's go over what we just learned. A, release. Say release. To reproduce more fruit, we need to be willing to be pruned. B, remain. Say remain. It's our root system, the divine vine that feeds our fruitfulness and allows us to grow and release seeds so that others can bloom. And finally, say reproduce. Reproduce. It's to our Father's glory that you bear much fruit. We don't work for a living. We live to make a giving. And the life of the generous gets larger and larger. Would you stand with me? Today's takeaway is this. Don't lose your connection. Don't lose your connection. Don't lose your connection. The verse that I have for you is the final part of the chapter. Jesus says, my command is this, love. Say love. Love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, but to lay down one's life for one's friends. Beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. If you're here today and if God's word was just hitting you, you felt like, man, I had no plans today to go to church and to sit in a barber's chair and get a haircut today or get a trim. But here I am, Lord. This wasn't my plan, but thank God that your plans are greater than mine. But if, if you're here today and you maybe you feel like you've been sitting in all kinds of different chairs and other people have been trying to trim you, change you, label you, limit you, and you're ready to let go of some things and just let God. I want to encourage you, just let him into your life. 
let them in. Wherever you are in life, whatever situation you're at, our scripture tells us that while we were still sinners, God died for us. He didn't, he didn't expect you to be perfect. None of us are, for we've all sinned and we all fall short of the glory of God. But even in our imperfectness, he had a plan to restore relationship, to bring you to wholeness so that you could let go so you don't have to carry that weight anymore. Paul said in Romans 10, 9, if we believe in our hearts and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, believing that God the Father raised his son from the grave, that we will be saved. It's a true story. But it's up to you whether or not you will believe it and receive it today. But I want to lead you through a prayer to do just that. Is that cool? We pray together right now? All right, let's just... Let's just all pray together. Repeat after me. Say, dear Jesus, I know what it's like. I know what it's like to have to need a trim, to cut stuff out of my life. And now I'm ready. I'm ready and I'm willing. Would you forgive me for my sins? I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. And I believe that you rose from the grave three days later. But you come into my heart. But you be Lord over my life. I give you permission to trim, to cut off anything that is not producing love. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that my past is past. And today's a new day with you right here, right now. Amen. Just stay in the moment, eyes closed, head bowed in the moment. God always wants to do more in us. God's been healing people. There's been all kinds of amazing miracles that have been coming forward from people that have had chronic pain and been misdiagnosed and therefore they mistreated themselves to being having release and from all kinds of stuff. We've seen broken hands healed and just amazing stories of, uh, for God's glory. Just sh- shoulders that are sore that you've been tolerating that you didn't need to, back pain and physical stuff, emotional stuff and yes, spiritual stuff. And uh, as, we, as we just press in and we worship God, if that's you and just you need a healing today. God sees you. He, he knows it was you before you even ask. But he does say, ask and you shall receive. Knock and the door will be open unto you. Matthew 7, 7. And so Lord, we ask. We ask now for our brothers and sisters right now. I ask, I ask if there's a part on your body, even if it's somebody else that's not here and you know where they've been in pain, just put, put your hand on that part of your body right now. Lord, I thank you for your healing touch, your healing power. Lord, I thank you for your glory, for your name, that everyone will know in Fraser Valley and across the world that our God is alive and active today. And you're gonna feel some heat coming on that part of your body right now. The Lord is touching you. You say, whatever we ask for in agreement to your will shall be done on earth as it is in heaven. In heaven, there's no sickness or no disease. There's no pain, there's no suffering. Lord, touch my brother, touch my sister now. And we thank you in advance for this healing power in Jesus' name. Just continue in the moment. Respect what God's doing in in the moment. Sometimes it's a process. Sometimes it's instant. But you're going to see we've had people, their backs have been healed just in the midst of worship because that's what we do. And it's Jesus that's healing you, by the way. 
One of the next steps in our, in our relationship with God and discipleship, we've been commissioned. It's actually called the Great Commission to go into all the world baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit and teaching others to obey Jesus' commands. Remember, if you remain in me, you remain in my word. It says that surely he is with us always, even to the very end of this age. We baptized a brother this morning in the first service. We opened it up. We are so convicted and so passionate about discipleship here in this church that we want to get out of the way so that Jesus can step into your life and not to make it difficult for people that are coming to know God, Acts 15, 19. So we feel this. I'm going to ask the guys to lift the lid. And baptism, the word baptism means to be fully immersed. All in. In Romans, it says when you are baptized, you're baptized with Christ. When you go in the water, it says that you're buried with Christ. Like when he went to the grave, he goes with you. When you come up out of the water, it represents the resurrection of Christ. It says you are resurrected with him. And say goodbye to the old you and step into the new you. Anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. So if you want to step in while we're worshiping, we've got clothes, we've got towels. We'll get you dried off and taken care of. If you want to step out of your comfort and into your calling, just come forward now. If you need prayer, just come forward now. If you just want to worship the Lord with all your heart, just come forward now. Let's praise our God. Thank you for tuning in today, and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.